Welcome to Christ's Covenant Chapel Podcast with Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. We are a Bible-believing church with a sole purpose of positively impacting our generation. We are elated that you joined us. Wherever you're connecting from, we believe your life will not be the same. Now, let's tune in to today's life-changing message. Hello, friends. It's always a joy to be with you. What a blessing to be alive. Thank you for meeting here once again and allowing me into your space while we do life together. I hope you are being blessed by the content we share on this platform. If so, then I will indulge you to go ahead and be a blessing to others by sharing it. Ladies and gentlemen, the experiences of life cannot be bought at the mall. You cannot go to the school of experiences to attain it. You have to go through it to get it. You can have all the argument, but your argument is nothing compared to the one with the experience. The one with experience is never at the mercy of the man with an argument. If God has healed me, You can argue all you want that healing is past or miracles no longer happen or this or that. I know what I know and I know that I know that I know that God is a healer because he's healed me. Every privilege in the kingdom comes with responsibility. When God performs a miracle in our lives, our responsibility to the privilege is to testify about it. In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, the Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to their death. Today, I want to speak on the subject, my testimony. You see, in the text that we just read in Revelation 12, 11, the triumph is traced to its true source. They overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony and because of their entire self-devotion. And they loved not their life even unto death. That is self-devotion. The question is, How was the victory won? The triumphant weapons were the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and by self-sacrificing love. In Isaiah 43.10, the Bible says, You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. See, God says we are his witnesses. We are his witnesses. Who is a witness? A witness is a validator of a claim. One who has knowledge about a matter. One who is able to provide a testimonial evidence of what he or she claims to know. 
every witness has a responsibility of providing an evidence. An evidence is a token of truthfulness and it is used as an instrument of validation. An evidence is a means of establishing the validity of a fact. In Galatians 1 and 24, Paul said, And they glorified God because of me. And they glorified God because of me. You see, God wants to bring us to a place where humanity will glorify him because of us. But that will only happen if we tell people what he has done for us. Remember, he says in Isaiah, we are his witnesses. To testify or have a testimony, you must have evidence. To have evidence, you must be a witness. So if you have witnessed the miraculous hand of God in your life, then you are required to testify about it. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 27 and 28, after uh, 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 Hannah has believed God for her miracle, she comes back to Shiloh and she says to Eli, For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. You see, Hannah came to Shiloh with her testimony and said to Eli, This is the child I prayed for. This is what God has done for me. Ladies and gentlemen, for some of you, there is no need to talk. You just have to present yourself. There is a time to talk and a time to just present yourself. There comes a time when your testimony is just to show yourself and say, hey, I'm still here. Sometimes your greatest testimony is your presence. You know, problems have made you who you are. So before you put that sticker behind your car that says, I am more than a conqueror, ask yourself how many wars you have fought and overcome. Let me give you a few facts about your testimony. Number one, your testimony will have to come out of something. Your testimony will have to come out of something. Example, in Joshua chapter 4, verse 4 and 7, the, the Israelites have crossed the Jordan on dry land. And Bible says, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that thus may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. But you see, what happened, we'll get to know in a little bit, they forgot. They forgot. 
We see the wonders of the Lord in deep waters. In Psalm 107 verse 23 and 24, Bible says those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Friends, we see the wonders of the Lord in deep waters. You build your testimony in the middle of something. In Job 23, verse 8 and verse 10, he says, Look, I go forward, but he's not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Job said, My testimony was in the test. He said, It was after I have been tested that I came out as pure gold. Unfortunately, there are some today who want the testimony without the test. Your testimony will have to come out of something you have been through. Number two, your testimony tells people about the nature of your God. If he delivered you and you tell them, you are telling them that he is a deliverer. If he saved you, you are telling them he is a savior. If he healed you, you are telling the world that he is a healer. For example, the maniac in Mark chapter 5, I hope you know the story. After he was healed of demons, he wanted to follow Jesus. But Jesus told him, he said, to go home and tell his family and friends what the Lord has done for him. And Bible tells us he went into the, into the Decapolis, the 10 cities, and he shared his testimony. Number three, it creates an expectation in your hearers. When you share your testimony, it creates an expectation in your hearers. Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the weak say, I am strong. Ladies and gentlemen, testimony in Hebrew means he will do it again. He will do it again. So the more you share your testimony, you are saying he will do it again and surely he does more for you. We overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Number four, it is our children's heritage. Our testimony is our children's heritage. Friends, if we do not tell our story, our children will not know our God. In Judges chapter 2 and verse 10, we are told that when that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. A generation rose after the generation of Joshua who had seen all the miracles of God on the wilderness. And Bible tells us that a generation rose who did not know the God of their fathers. Why? Why? Because the fathers did not testify. They did not tell their children what the Lord has done for them. Even though God wanted them to tell their story, they did not. And the next generation that arose after them did not know the God of their fathers, the God who gave them manna, the God who defeated their enemies before them. May that not be our story. Tell your story. Share your testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. 
He saved me. He healed me. He lifted me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a solid rock. He covered my shame. He showed me grace and mercy. He showed me favor all of my life. He has been faithful. That is why I am telling of his goodness. That is my testimony. That is my story. That is my testimony. What's yours? What is your testimony? What is your story? As I wrap up this week, I want to indulge you for a moment. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this short prayer with me. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift you offer to me because of your great love, not based on anything I have done. Cleanse me and make me your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me live for you, with you in control, in your precious name. Amen. Now, if you said this prayer, you are born again into the family of God. It sounds very simplistic, but that is all it takes. You are a child of God. Please, find a Bible-believing church to attend. If you are ever in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, come on and fellowship with us at 5452 DuPont Avenue North in Brooklyn Center and God will bless you. I am Pastor King. Before I sign off, remember that God loves you. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Until we meet again, keep on keeping on. I will see you at the top for that is where you belong. Shalom. Thank you for connecting with us today. For more of this content, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. Engage with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join us same time next week on our next episode.